Better late than never. We're gonna have our Netflix draft today, which we're pretty excited about. And but before we get to that, uh, we do want to talk a little bit of, of football. Hollywood Brown is expected to be the top receiver, and I've said many times, and the Ravens are really optimistic about him. I, I, I mean, I think that Hollywood is going to have a breakout season. Welcome into the lounge. Uh, when you're listening to this, it is 4th of July week, which means the Ravens' offices are clo- offices in air quotes are closed in air quotes. Uh, <laughs> a lot of air quotes going on these days. Um, but we are we still wanted to bring you the lounge because we know you know you want your daily your weekly fix. Um, but just a heads up, we are recording this as of Thursday last week. So if you hear something that's outdated, you know the Ravens make some major splash signing and we're talking about the potential of doing it then that's why that's why all right we're not idiots that's why well we are idiots but that's the reason why we're idiots something you got this is the time right before training camp you get the week off you get to rejuvenate and get ready for the grind of the season this is sort of like the last hurrah coaches everyone goes on a little bit of a break it's it's obviously unique this year in that no one's actually in the office but typically this has like the last day of school vibe this week, everyone's saying goodbye, have a good week, have a good couple of weeks. Coaches are heading out, players are gone, staff members all leave. And then you come back early July, ready for training camp, ready to go. And uh, it's it's a bit weird doing it just without actually being in the office. But we still need that downtime, so we're going to get that next week. Well, I, I come back in mid to late July. Cause well, that's, that's true. You, you do the, 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 three, the two weeks <laughs> before the 4th of July, and then you say, well, I'm not going to take any vacation. Oh, we're actually off that week of the 4th of July? I had no idea. I'm shocked. Then you tack on the extra week <laughs> after, and you disappear for a month. And you say, oh, I, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> and everyone else that, has to pick up the slack. That was my move one year, and I've never – I, I still hear about it. I'll well, never you just brought it, it up, and you deserve to hear about it, because then it's like, oh, well, who's going <laughs> to you know, keep the lights on around here during the 4th of July week? And Exactly. You all know who, how important Well, no, the, the key is that mm-hmm. you, we all had to pick up the slack. We had to take care of it. We did. We did. We kept the lights on while you were out doing whatever you were doing. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we do have a few things we want to talk about, uh, but before we do that, we do want to say hello to our friends from Ram. This season, when you trade up to Ram trucks, you're getting power, luxury, and technology like you never imagined. You don't become the back-to-back motor train truck of the year for nothing. And with the Ram 1500, you can get a lot of everything. Rear legroom, a reconfigurable center console. It's all available now, plus a lot more storage. You can also trade up to the Ram 3500 and get 410 standard horsepower in a gas engine. For great deals and to find out more, go to Ram.com. So we're going to have, we've been teasing it a little bit, we're going to have our Netflix draft today, which we're pretty excited about. It's going to be, you know, I turn the tide with the bunker draft. Clear winner. Uh, so we're going to keep, I'm going to stay on a roll with the Netflix draft. Uh, and, but before we get to that, uh, we do want to talk a little bit of, of football. <laughs> we do, uh, you know, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Um, and, and so, so, some of the, uh, you know, latest buzz that's been out there, we, you know, I think you and I have been kind of chatting about it offline here. Uh, but the, the thought of signing Antonio Brown and then the other one with Jamal Adams. You know, it's that time of the year. Everybody's looking for news. So every big star that's available, you know, Jadavion mm-hmm. Clowney, you know, every team is suddenly linked to them. Um, so let's start with Antonio Brown, Garrett. What's your take on, on the situation and whether he could become a Raven? Well, 
I would be surprised, and this was a question that I did answer in mailbag. I, at this point, I would be surprised if the Ravens signed Antonio Brown because they have a young receiving core who they're really excited about. Hollywood Brown is expected to be the top receiver, and I've said many times, and the Ravens are really optimistic about him. I, I, I mean, I think that Hollywood is going to have a breakout season. I think he's going to go for close to 1,000 yards, if not over. Uh, I think he's going to be somebody who is a household name by the end of the year. So that's going to be your number one. And then you have these other young receivers who they're really excited about. Every time Harbaugh or DaCosta have been asked about Miles Boykin, they've said over and over again that they feel good about Miles Boykin. They're going to put more on his plate. Or, or Greg, yeah, Greg Roman. Roman. I mean, it's anybody who's asked about – anybody asked about Miles Boykin raves about the expectations. and Exactly. And then you have – you took two rookies in Devin DuVernay and James Prochet. DuVernay is a third-round pick. Prochet was later, and so six-round pick. So I don't know how much he'll be involved in the offense immediately. But he's putting in work this offseason, been with RG3 and Lamar Jackson. So he's trying to build up – make up for lost time and build chemistry and familiarity with his new quarterback. So I just think that the, the, the what the Ravens have with these young receiving core, they want to – go in that direction. And while Antonio Brown obviously is a great player, I think that they want to go with the young receivers who they have. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's all the off field stuff. Yeah, for sure. Right. And, and that's twofold. One, you have the NFL's investigation into sexual assault and rape allegations. Um, a very serious matter, obviously. Um, you know, he could be facing a, a long suspension, at the beginning of the year, uh, you know, half the year, whatever it is. So that's another big factor. And then you have all the stuff that transpired last year with the Steelers and, uh, you the know, Raiders. basically the, and with the Raiders. Uh, I mean, this guy has been unhinged at times. Um, and so, and a problem in the locker room and problem for management to deal with and all that. Now, you know, I think he's um, at least trying to portray that he's, kind of settled down a little bit, you know, on social media, he's been, there haven't been any outbursts and crazy videos and all this other stuff. Um, so maybe, you know, maybe hopefully he's turned a page in his personal life. I certainly hope so. And, and enough so that teams would consider signing him again. Cause they, you know, it was just too much last year to do so. Obviously uh, he played in one game. So there's all that stuff. And, and I, completely agree with everything that you're saying. The only scenario that I think that the Ravens could make that move would be midway through the season, late in the season, when it's clear when, when Antonio Brown is going to come back. And if they were having some troubles with some of those, some of those younger guys hadn't stepped up. Right. I I think that miles Boykin is going to get every opportunity to be that outside number two guy, you know, and Willie Sneed, let's not forget about Willie either. A very important part of this wide receiver core and offense in general. But, you know, if the Ravens, I think, cannot develop that outside passing game that John Harbaugh and Greg Roman both talked about the need to do to hit, you know, throws outside the numbers, deep down, down the field, intermediate, you know, that stuff outside of the middle of the field, if that doesn't develop, which that's the next step for this offense, and the Ravens feel like it's not developing because of the wide receivers that they have, not because of Lamar Jackson, but because of the wide receivers, then I think they would consider upgrading in that position, especially when you have a team that is on the cusp. And, you know, maybe you can have a a higher gun down the stretch uh, to kind of push this, you know, the offense over the top. Well, 
a couple things there. One, that would that assumption is based on the fact that he would be, still be available, you know, midway through the season, and so yes. who knows what could happen there. But that might be every 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 team might be waiting out the suspension. Yeah, I don't know how does that work if you're suspended for eight games and you're not on a team. Do you serve a suspension if you're not on a team? But wouldn't you have to be on a team or not? I don't know how that works. <laughs> I'm not question. sure what the rule is sure. on that. Um, yeah, but but beyond that, I I think that. So another team could certainly sign him. Um, and then I, part of the thing with the young receivers, the Ravens haven't even seen these guys. They haven't seen Miles Boykin and Hollywood Brown on the field. None of them. And none of them have been on the field yet this year. So we're all excited about Hollywood and the step he's taken and, and the body transformation and all that. Well, he hasn't been on the field at all. And so you, they haven't seen the rookies on the field with these quarterbacks at all. So to to make a move now seems like it would be premature because you, they want to get a look at these young yeah. targets. And so that is a unique scenario That's, with where we are with uh, COVID and, and, that, and the pandemic that they haven't been able to be on the field. So I would say yeah. I get your point, point on uh, midway through the season. I would think that a team would sign him if in training camp or closer to the regular season they feel like they don't have – the horses they need at wide receiver. It just would surprise right. me if he sits out there again until I don't know week eight. You know, misses the year. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. COVID has thrown everything into disarray, so I, I don't know that I'd be surprised by anything. But yeah, I, I don't think that it's going to happen at the end of the day. I'm just saying, if it were to happen, I think that's the only scenario in right. which it would happen. I don't think before the season starts. I totally agree with you. The Ravens, the Ravens are going to give these young guys every opportunity. Uh, they are confident in them. I mean, Miles Boykin is a third round pick. That's not like mm-hmm. something to sneeze at. It's not a se- like he's a seventh rounder. You know, I mean, he's a third round pick with a very high ceiling, all the athletic potential in the world, who just needed to kind of you know mature and become a, a professional NFL player. And so he's right on track to do that. Like, I, there's nothing that I've seen from Miles Boykin to say. Ooh, like we need to kind of go in another well, let's direction. Well, let's also He's be honest here. The Ravens had the best offense in the NFL last year. So it's not like, exactly. man, the offense was really held back last year. You need to inject it with some playmakers. That was a narrative right. years ago. Yeah, Three that's not the ago. case. They had the MVP. They had the best offense. Uh, they set the rushing record. Yeah. So it's not like there's a a lack of talent, a lack of playmakers on this team. Yeah. Can I can I also add in here that the report uh, from NFL Network's Mike Silver that the Ravens were one of two teams who had internal conversations or mm-hmm. discussions uh, about this is just total. I mean, I, that's a SMH <laughs> right there. I'm shaking my head because are you joking? Every team in the league has had conversations about this. Like anytime, like I'm sure when the head coach of any team. Sits down for lunch before the pandemic with somebody. They're like, Antonio Brown's still sitting out there. You know, like, are you kidding me? I mean, everybody's talking about this. It just is a matter of like how serious those conversations. Is that a lunch conversation? Like, you're taking a bite of your sub and you're talking about Antonio Brown, or is this a general manager having a meeting, coach, uh, ownership, Matt? Like, yeah, yeah, meeting about discussion can mean a million different things. You could be sitting there. You could I mean, be sitting there on, on the treadmill, look up, and the NFL Network is showing Antonio Brown highlights. You say, "Wow, this guy's still out there. Should we should we consider him?" <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's just it's just so silly. Like the other, like thirty other teams haven't talked, said right. the guy's name 
you know, since the yeah. end of the season. Um, so the other big one is Jamal Adams, who has been vocal about his desire to want to trade. Uh, he's requested a trade from the New York Jets reportedly, and even on social media, he's made it clear that he does he does not plan to continue his career with the Jets. Now, this is not the first time that Jamal Adams' name has come up in trade conversations. There's a lot of expectations that he would get traded before the trade deadline last year. He's expressed unhappiness at times uh, with the Jets. So, and the Ravens have been reportedly interested in the trade talks before. That has come up that the Ravens were in the Mm -hmm. mix on trade conversations with him previously. So now, he reportedly puts out his list of names of the teams that he would want to go to. Seven teams. The Ravens are one of those teams. So, do you think that they will trade for Jamal Adams? Uh, no. I don't think they'll trade for Jamal Adams before the start of the season. Um, I will say this. I won't be surprised if Jamal Adams at some point in his career is mm-hmm. a Raven. Uh, I just don't think that right now is the time. Uh, you know, you're giving up a lot. You're giving up a first-round pick, probably a first and a second, something like that, which we all know the Ravens and Eric DaCosta don't like trading away big-time picks like that. Right now you have Earl Thomas and Chuck Clark under contract for pretty big deals. You just re-signed Chuck mm-hmm. Clark. So, I mean... Where are you really going to – that would be tough. I mean, I can't see you having all three of those guys. Right. Remember when we did the – after Chuck Clark signed, uh, we did the podcast, and you said, all right, the Jamal Adams talk, we can put an end to that. I remember that. Like, Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So exactly. nothing has changed in that sense. The Ravens still have those guys right. <laughs> under contract. Uh, they already have a great secondary. And, yeah, what, what's the pr- – I think they like well, Jamal. sure. Who doesn't like Jamal? It's like – He's, right, he's exactly. one of the best defensive players in the league. There's no question that everyone likes him. He's a multi. He's a he's a going to be a perennial Pro Bowler. He's one of the best safeties in the league. He's a great player. He's yeah. young. He's yeah, a he's leader. Great. Like all those things. Like I, I think the Ravens. I think the Ravens really. Um, you know, if Jamal Adams were to become available and and it worked out for the Ravens, the timing of it, and and you know they had a need, they had the salary cap space, which that's a whole other thing. It's not like you trade for him and he's he's playing on that rookie deal. I think it's been pretty clear that he wants to get well, paid. Well, that's the that's and part of the whoever, whole reason he wants to be traded. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And the Ravens right now have a long line of guys looking to get paid on their own team. Mm-hmm. Right? So I mean, if you trade for and sign Jamal Adams, what's that mean for Ronnie Stanley? What's that mean for Matthew Judon? Marlon Humphrey? What's that mean for Lamar Jackson? You know, like the Ravens have a lot of guys who are, are going to get paid on this team already. So paying another one, top dollar. I'm talking T- the tippy top, top, the tippy top on your tippy toes. Tippy <laughs> top. Right. Now, now when Earl Thomas isn't against the salary cap at some point, when he, he you know, he's got a pretty nice payday too, then maybe this is a scenario that could play out. But the Ravens aren't a, a second contract team. They're a third contract team, Right. Like, they just are not a team that typically pays these big-time free agents that massive contract on their second deal. They strike on that third one, and I'm just saying, right now, I'm calling this shot for whatever years down the road. Ten years down the road. That five years down the road wouldn't shock me, would not shock me (laughs) if Jamal Adams is wearing purple at some point. You saw Tony Jefferson, after he got released by the Ravens, was already talking up the culture and all that stuff. It's like... 
got it. You know, laying that foundation. Yeah, no, I look. I think Jamal Adams would he'd be a great fit for the Ravens, but he'd be a great fit for just about every team in the league. He's a fantastic player. Um, so I could. I mean, what's what, what's the price going to be in a trade? First and a second it would be your expectation. I think yeah. at least. I mean, Jalen Ramsey. It's a kind of a similar trade market. Safety maybe not high, as highly valued as corner, but right. pretty darn close when you're talking about a player of Jamal Adams' caliber. So if you're talking about a first and a second round pick, with when the Ravens already have their two starting safeties on premium contracts in place, I don't see that being the case. Um, and I I would also say on both of these guys, it's always exciting to talk about the great player and could you add him? Like whenever anybody gets cut or it gets put on the trade block, whoever it is, mm-hmm. if he's been a, if he's a marquee name, ever, all fans are sending us the Twitter notifications of, Hey, this guy's on the block. Go get him, go get him, go get him. This happens all the time. I, I seriously feel like all up until like a year or two ago, people still did that with Terrell Owens. It was like, Hey, T.O., go get him, go sign him. Like that was the case with all of these different big time guys. It still is. So it's always fun to talk about him, but the Ravens don't, I don't think need either of them. Like they have in a lot of ways, the best roster top to bottom in the league. I think one of the top two or three. So it's not like there's this huge void and you need to address this in order to get over the hump. So to speak, they've got all the talent. They've got all the players. I don't think that there's a, a need to get either of those guys. Right. I would agree. Um, all right, so the other big topic around the NFL right now, I don't know if you've heard about all this buzz, Garrett, is uh, whether they're going to play <laughs> or not. <laughs> it's kind of a big one. Um, so, you know, as of, like I said, we're recording this last week from when you're listening to this, uh, they just canceled the NFL Hall of mm-hmm. Fame game, so the preseason game. Um, you know, it remains to be seen how the preseason is going to play out, whether it's going to be played in its entirety or, or what. Um, obviously the same for the regular season. What's, you know, COVID cases are, are going up around the country right now. Uh, it's having, a, it's, it's, it's the fourth quarter. Did you see some of the players? Tweets second half this? team. It was like Marlon yeah. Humphrey. I think it was second, yeah, second half right. team, you know, coronavirus is looking like a second right. half team <laughs> coming out of the locker room. Yeah. Angry. Um, so What's your gut telling you, Garrett, on on you know what it's going to take and and whether we're watching football? I think this we year. will have football. I think it remains to be seen how many fans will be in the stands, if fans will be in the stands. But I I think that we will have a season. The NFL has maintained all along that the expectation is to have a season, um, and everything. I, th- I mean, there's there's things that they obviously have to get in place in order to do that. Testing. You're also having other leagues come back, so baseball's coming back. Um, the NBA is going to come back. So they will have a kind of a test case. Now they're coming back in a different setting. NBA is doing the bubble method down in Orlando, uh, but that's expected to tip off before. Um, I mean, that's late July. Uh, baseball is going to come back in July. So you're going to have these other leagues as sort of trial runs to see how they do things, what can be improved, what needs to be different, anything like that. So I still think that, NFL games and the NFL season will will take place. I agree with that. Um, you know, I think it just remains. I think that they'll kick it off. the The thing that would prevent that, obviously, were if they were to get into training camp at the preseason. Now you start seeing teams, multiple teams, having 
big time outbreaks that they just can't contain. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, players are gonna get coronavirus. It's already it's gonna happen. happen. Right? It's already happening. Zeke Elliott, Texans players. Now Von Miller, right? You had Tampa Bay Bucks coaches. Um, so it's going to happen. The question I think is how widespread is it, right? Do you have teams now all of a sudden that have 15 guys, whatever, you know, like you can't keep playing games with mm-hmm. that. Right. And then like, if one guy on the, you know, like Matt screw was saying, I thought it was a good point. Like if you're playing offensive line and then like, you know, the right guard gets it and he's been practicing, you know, he tests positive, the right guard, and he's been practicing with all five offensive linemen in close proximity. Like, they're all going to get tested, obviously, but what's the quarantine situation look yeah. like then? You know, like, you know, I mean, maybe they test negative originally, but I don't know. You know, obviously, these guys are going to be taking a lot of tests. The hope is to get those results quickly, because if you get quick results, then you can have some peace of mind to go about your business. Um, but, like... You know, I, I think that if the NFL is buttoned up enough and these, these organizations do a good enough job, which I think they will, of of really source tracing and testing and all those things, that they you can you can contain it. It's also, like we've talked about, a lot of responsibility on the players' shoulders to be practicing social distancing, wearing a mask, not going out, you know, when they're when they're home, all that stuff. So a lot of this is gonna fall on their shoulders. But I I agree with you. I think that the NFL is going to give it a go. And just by listening to John Harbaugh's comments of, you know, I'm not going to run scared, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. Like, I think that they're going to give it a shot and, and see where it goes. And, and they're going to, in my estimation, like everybody in the world right now is evaluating how much risk they're willing to yeah. take. Everybody, everybody in their everyday lives, right? Like I don't stay inside my house 24 hours a day, right? I go out on bike rides and, and all that stuff in which I pass by people occasionally and all that stuff, right? Now, I, where I've, I don't go inside of buildings, public buildings, unless I absolutely have to. Like, I can count on one hand how mm-hmm. much I've gone inside a building. But, like, you know, everybody's drawing that line in different places. And so I think the NFL is drawing, is going to ultimately draw the line in, we're willing to accept some risk, some amount of risk, uh, but it can't be too much. And if we see the pendulum swing where now too many guys are getting sick and all this stuff, it it could get shut down. Yeah, the other thing I would say too, as we're talking about this, it's not like Mink and I have the the secret uh, playbook here for how this is going to play out. Oh, I always get texts or calls from friends and family like, is there going to be a season? Is there going to be a season? Yeah. It's not like as NFL employees, we have the secret roadmap for what's going to play out and uh, no no one's sharing it yet. Like everyone is still figuring it out and we still have plenty of questions about what it's going to look like, what game day is going to look like, what our roles are going to look like. Are we going to be at games? Are we going to be at practice? All that. Like we're trying to figure all that out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, now we know how we're going to get our airplanes. Yeah. Scur- well, Scur is going to come up. So we check, yeah, we check he's that gonna be, He's going to be the yeah. inside man in that regard. Uh, but so we, right. that's an important one. Box. Yeah. <laughs> So we don't we have just as many questions as anybody else but based on everything that's been said and in the, the direction that everything's moved I still think that there's going to be a season. Um and like I said, well everybody said it. John Harbaugh said yeah, it he pretty said clearly. He, exactly. Everybody has said and, it. And um and like I said earlier, the other leagues are returning to play. 
And so you're going to have those as test cases to see what you need to do and what works and what doesn't. So um, from yep. the, the schedule and the timing of when this happened uh, to when the NFL season is, is a benefit to the NFL compared to obviously like the NBA that's in the middle of the season. You just got to shut everything down, just shut it down and then try to figure right. it out. The, the NFL has had time to try to figure some of those things out. Why don't you do? Why don't you hit us with the Ramry before we get into the Netflix? Yeah. You don't want to have any sort of distractions once we get into the Netflix. No, you, we have to. We we're gonna have gotta to be clear. Yeah, you gotta be clear of mind. To the bitter end. Passion yes. to fans, winning traditions, and legendary toughness are why Ram trucks and Ravens football go hand in hand. When it comes to power, luxury, and technology like an available 12-inch UConnect touchscreen, you can't find a better light duty or a heavy duty truck. Go to Ram.com to find your local Ram dealer, schedule a test drive, and experience everything that goes into making dependable Ram trucks. Great deals are going on right now, so shop online at Ram.com and get your new Ram truck delivered to your door. Actually, what that was was a little last minute. Oh, you were just adjusting, had to adjust the board one last time? (laughs) Exactly. So so (laughs) the Netflix draft, and the way we define this, is that these have to be series that are currently on Netflix. Also, they're not movies. It, it's it's got to be a series. Right. It's got to be a series. Um, right. The other thing... These weren't all Netflix they, originals. Right, another good distinction. Not necessarily a Netflix original, but currently on Netflix. So, right. so you can watch this during your 4th of July right. break. If we're really being honest, this would have been great doing this draft two months ago when, when no one was leaving the house. Yeah. But... Better late than sure. never. So here it is. Uh, the, the, the series that we have, all right, I'm going to run through the list here. Just run, run through the top of how you have them ranked, Garrett. Go ahead. Oh. Give, me, <laughs> give, me your, give me your board. We, here, here's the list. This is not my board. Stranger Things, Last Chance You, Ozark, Making a Murderer, Parks and Rec, Breaking Bad, The Office, Tiger King, House of Cards, Master of None, Orange is the New Black, The Crown, Bojack Horseman, Bloodline. That's fourteen. No, no, wait. Bloodline's not oh, on really? there. Arrested, Deve- Arrested uh, development. Arrested development. Bloodline. So that's we even had like a draft before the draft. That's right. I forgot we took that off. Um, yeah. um, we had a draft before the draft, basically to determine what's on there. I mean, fourteen is a is a heavy draft for us, and yeah, we could have had fifty. We could have fifty items on here. I looked up as I was <laughs> making my draft board. I looked up a list of the top ranked series currently on Amazon. It was an article with 156 currently ranked shows on Amazon right now. On Amazon Sorry, or Netflix? Netflix? On Netflix. Jeez Louise, you're going to confuse <laughs> people. My goodness. Yeah, I know. It's. It, I mean, Netflix. I feel like they're launching something new like every yeah. other day. Um. Anyway. All right, you ready? Uh, rock paper scissors here for sure. first pick. Uh, rock paper scissors right. is great. Ooh. Virtually. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on, scissors. Shoot! What? Are we yeah, gonna shoot? shoot? Oh, you just saw. I didn't my, see it. I didn't see it. All right. Oh, now I got to do. I switch it up, or do I stick with it? All right. Rock. Rock. Paper. Scissors. Scissors. Shoot! What? Did I want? Scissors, I got scissors in your rock. Dang. You never won rock, paper, rock. scissors. It's so funny. Ah! I always go scissors. All right, they go ahead. literally never won. All right, this is incredible. Um, <laughs> so first overall pick, and this is the pick. This is the easiest pick, and you know it too, The Office. The Office. Really? No. See, I, you know what? I, that was my number no. two. 
That the was office my number two. is the best in any situation. If you need something, if you need to relax, you need to bl- blow off steam, you need something mindless, or if you want just a good laugh, it does those things. The office is, and there's a million episodes of it. There's a million episodes. So it works in every situation. Yeah. It's having a resurgence, even though it's been off the air for 15 years. It's had a resurgence because everyone loves watching it on Netflix. The office, best overall pick. The office. The, I mean, the office is fantastic. I love the office. Um, but I have it as my number two because I have Breaking Bad number mm. one. Breaking Bad is so well, break- good. It's just so yeah, good. I had Breaking Bad as my number two. Office is number one. The thing, the, I guess the, the 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 thing that we really didn't specify with this draft is like you kind of have to assume. Are you assuming you've seen all these series for the first time? You know, I don't know. That's that's open for interpretation. <laughs> it could go either way. I mean, if you've never seen exactly. Breaking Bad, oh my god, it's a clear far and away number one. But here's the other thing: like, if you did watch Breaking Bad, you watched it addictively when it was coming out because there's no other way because it's so good, so much better than The Office. Um, that like, it's been a while since you've seen it. Like, I could rewatch it this week, right now, and I would be like, oh my gosh, I would still love it all over again and like forget about things. I I actually. I well, here's here's the reason why Office is ahead of Breaking Bad, is Breaking Bad, you can, it's it's hard to sit down and watch one episode. It's not really like a relax and let me just let me just pick a random episode of Breaking Bad and watch season three episode six of Breaking Bad. You can do that with The Office. Oh no, you got to start from yeah, the start. Yeah, but that's a huge commitment. Huge commitment. You gotta. You... That's that's fine. It's only such a big commitment because it's huge, so huge good. commitment. I agree with you. You start watching Breaking Bad, you're not going to bed till 3 a.m. Yeah. That's Fourth just how July it is. Week, summer. And that's it's fine. to get outside. Yeah, that's <laughs> bad time, bad time. All right, next pick for me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Parks and Rec. I'm going with another, Ooh. Yeah, another comedy. I'm loading up on the comedies here early. An early, the, the, if you want a good laugh, if you want to just be able to sit back and relax on Netflix, Office and Parks and Rec, uh, you're set. You're set. I have the comedies down no. at this point. See, I had Parks and Rec number five on my list. Chris Traeger is just an annoying character. Like, I went back <laughs> and started watching some Parks and Rec just for this reason. Like, same thing you were talking about with The Office. Because I went back and watched all those, and they are great. Like, I got 30 minutes at the end of the night. I've been working. I'm tired with the, after all the kids. Like, I just want something mindless that I can have a few chuckles at. I started watching Parks and Rec again. Not that funny. <laughs> it's funny. Just not that funny. Like, like, no, it's just not. Like, there's some great characters. I mean, obviously, Tom Haverford, great ca- Ron Swanson. I think some of the character. humor's Dwyer, ab- over your head. Character. I think that's what the issue is. It's o- definitely over not over my head. It's a little head. too highbrow for you. I'm just You're saying, more... go back and watch Chris Traeger. He is All right, who's your, who, what's your next pick here? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just going to hit, you know, I might change it based on my first pick. Oh, here. yep. Because I got to mix it up a little. I think I'm going to go Master of None. I'm going to go Master of None, which is a great pick. I mean, really, it's the better Parks and Rec series for Aziz Ansari. Uh, So I'll go there. I need some laughs because Breaking Bad was kind of... It's heavy. It's heavy. So 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 I need some laughs. What you just did here is clear. You, You reached... You reached. You reached. You reached. I had Master I had Master of None at four... Parks and Rec five. You reached, and that's okay. You you didn't want to go too dark. You don't want to go too <laughs> dark, which I understand. So what I'm going to go with here 
Uh, I'm going to take, and this is this is a series that really changed the whole genre, is Making a Murder. Making a Murder. Oh, that's a terrible this, pick! Oh, my God! Oh, you just blew the whole draft. Making a Murderer thing? basically transformed and changed the entire... That no. set the standard for the crime documentary series on Netflix. That was the first. That was the original. Everything else is just trying to match that. Fine. Trying to match that. Fine, but it's no. There's so much better shows than Making... Making a Murderer just gets so repetitive. It's like, all right, you know he killed him. You know the cops killed him. Right, the co- and then they they just tried to they just tried or they killed that woman, right? And then they like, they're just preying on these like people who don't know any better who like are just oh I think Stephen Avery no I, don't I think he did it words. Oh, you think Stephen yeah. Avery did it? Yeah, nah. I want to I want to cover up. See, cover see, up. look, you're already you know everyone me. already has you know it, me it's, you know me conspiracy. It, it has it already has the conversation making a murderer. Everyone's got an opinion. Conversation driver. All right. Oh. So what? What do you? What? Do you, it's too repetitive. Oh my god! I can't believe I got this with the fourth. Wait, fourth pick? No, my third. My third pick. This is the sixth pick in the draft. Oh my god! House of Cards. Yeah. So I th- I debated House of Cards. House of Cards. Is so good. Now, here, there's there's two seasons that are really good, really good, and then it just completely falls off a cliff. That's fine. Just watch the first it two seasons. It completely falls off a cliff. That's the that's the Dude, making a making a murderer has what one? Yeah, season? but it's a great one season. You have one, one great. That's fine. You have two two better seasons of House, House of, of Cards. Cards. Completely fell off a cliff, and that's the thing when you're doing a series and it doesn't end well. The series doesn't end well. It just it just just kind of fizzles into the abyss. That's the problem with with House of Cards. You can't even really finish the series because it's so bad. It's so bad. It started well, <laughs> but it just completely, completely declined. So that's oh. why I didn't pick it. I'm destroying no. you in this. I'm destroying All right, so here we go. You. All right, next pick. This is a great pick. Oh, I'm shocked that I'm, I'm shocked that I got this. This is the biggest show of, of quarantine, one of the biggest shows, is Ozark. Ozark. Haven't watched the single. Yeah, see that that's usually. that's where you are at a disadvantage here. You haven't watched it, so you aren't aware of it, and and, and that's okay. You got two kids, you're busy, whatever. Uh, but but Ozark is the hottest show on Netflix right now. Jason Bateman is an incredible actor director. It's just it's excellent. It's excellent. So I'm shocked that I got it. I'm shocked. I, I mean, here's here's uh, that's fine. Here's the thing. I actually was going to take it with my next pick, even though I've never watched it. Just because I I told you, I told you in our pre-draft rankings that I've never watched it. So I knew that you would think I would have that ranked low, and you thought you could get it. Yeah, well, you were trying to throw me off but the scent. I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll try to throw you off the scent. I'll give you credit. I'll give you credit. You didn't fall for the trap. Also, I'll give you credit. You didn't step into it. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is a great pick by me. This is a great pick by me. You know what we don't have right now? Sports. Mm. Okay, and I'm dying for some sports, so I'm taking last chance. You, baby, give me some football. <laughs> I don't know who you work for, Garrett. I don't know who you work for, but I work for the Baltimore Ravens, and I like watching some football. Last chance, you is good. That's a good pick. It's a good pick. It's That's the only sports pick. item we have on here. Exactly, I'm the only one watching sports, and which I'm clamoring mm. for. I mean, it's so bad right now. Like just watching 
terrible sports online, like Japanese baseball. Yeah, and see, stuff like watching that. Last Chance U, it's depressing because then you know you're like, all right, man, Last Chance U, good show, gets me fired up for football. Let me turn on some football, and you can't. It's not there. It's not around. No sports around, and so it almost puts you in a worse mood. You need something to take you completely off. No. Of and now the no. fact that I got this is a, a remarkable. Whatever pick this is for me, sixth. I don't know. Stranger Things. Another massive Netflix no. series. Oh, the fact miss. that I got with my fifth pick that I got Stranger Things, which is one of the most profitable, one of the most significant series in Netflix history. At this point, it's incredible. It's incredible. I had it number thirteen. Never watched it. Don't care. Well, that, that's all right. Here that, you go. That's that is where you're going wrong. You're basically putting your lack of knowledge you're you're that's what you're basing it on and so the fact that you're unaware of it <laughs> and you haven't watched it means that you're devaluing it even though it's a great pick it's a great pick no terrible terrible pick orange is the new black all right i don't know if you've been paying attention to the times right now garrett there's some some gnarly stuff going down and orange is the new black addresses some of that systematic problems in our country you know and and with the criminal justice system things like that you know I'm going to go back and review some Orange is the New Black while getting some comedy in there. Some good Orange stuff. Orange is the New Black is another one that's, that that really had bad seasons in the middle. Terrible ratings. Like, you look at the ratings of it on Rotten Tomatoes early on, it's it was incredibly high. And then, once again, fall, that's fine. Just stop falls watching off a cliff. Do you know how many shows? We have a lot of TV, a lot of Netflix to watch here. I don't need five seasons. Give me two very good now, ones. Now, it's fine. Again... This is this is while you if you haven't watched it yet, it was the biggest conversation for three months in the country. You get Tiger King, late. No, that's the thing. Tiger King was not it, that good. It is. It's it watching. It's good. watching a train wreck. It is painful at times, but to get it, everybody watched it. There's a reason that everybody in the country watched it. And so, if you're one of the few people, dude, I turned it off. I turned it off. I made it through two episodes and was like, "This just isn't." If that you're good. one, if you're one of the few people who hasn't seen it, now you get your chance during Fourth of July break to watch it. My draft year, it's a, See, this is a, this is an absolute beatdown. Go ahead. This got, is a beat. Making a murderer and Tiger King. You're too. You're too narrow. You're too narrow with these drama. I'm not. I also have The rack. Office and Parks and Rec, the most the comedy. So if you need to relax, if you need to let off some steam after watching Making a Murderer. No. Or Ozark or Tiger King? No big deal. Just watch The Office. It'll make you laugh. All right. Here's here's the show. If you want to just relax, all right? Love is blind. Love is blind. <laughs> now, you want to just sit back and relax and have some trash TV to watch. That's what I'm talking about. Love is blind. I don't know, Garrett. Do you think well, You know what's funny is uh, when I read through the list... I actually had the old list, and I read The Crown instead of Love is Blind, but The Crown is not on our list. We replaced it with Love is Blind. Oh, oh yeah. Because yeah, when, when you yeah, first said sorry. that, I was like, where yeah. is that on my list? You're terrible. Um, yeah, Love is Blind is on there. So, all right, so my last pick, and this is, this is easy. This is easy. I'll take Arrested Development. I'll take Arrested Development. All right. I'm take, I, I get BoJack Horseman with the last pick. Which, when you you know this to be true, because you looked up these Netflix rankings, what was number one on almost no, all the lists? No, not, uh, Bojack no. Horseman was. Bojack Horseman was. It was number one on all those lists. I've never watched it in my life. But everybody says it's the best. Above all of your Ozark crap, 
above Stranger Things, BoJack Horseman number one on the list. I don't think I don't know what list. I, I got it with the last. I one? don't know what what list you looked at, um, but but here right here here's the thing. Here's the thing. You haven't watched it. I've watched a little bit of it. Not that funny. Not that funny. It tries to be this this. You know, it's obviously animated. Try to have this highbrow humor. It's just not that funny. It, it really it. Well, it's just you're not. Once again, highbrow. That's just not you because you're. A yeah. Dummy. After season another <laughs> one, another one. Sam, our great producer, is over here telling me after season three it sucks. So you just have all these shows that suck, dude. I have I have the best shows. You don't have to watch all of no. it, but I. It's not how you start. It's not how you start. It's how you the finish. Best the best shows. The best shows. Look. This we're not draft. This isn't a franchise draft. This is what Netflix shows to watch in a week. Yeah, but you got. I have an all star no, team. You got a couple. You've got a couple. I'm not saying you have to finish couple them. of splash plays. That's what your draft is. A couple of splash plays, but you can't sustain no. it. There's no longevity there. Mine has staying power. The Office. I mean, The Office is again not been on the air for ten years, and it's bigger than ever right now. It's, dude, you won't. People don't even have enough time to get through The Office with your picks. They're gonna. They're not even gonna be able to get. Past All right. That. So just to re- look, the Thrillist, Thrillist.com, the fifty best shows of all time on Netflix. BoJack Horseman, written article one. written by Ryan Mink. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so so to recap, I've got The Office, Parks and Rec, Making a Murderer, Ozark, Stranger Things, Tiger King, and Arrested Development. An incredible draft. Just go ahead and give Dude. me the crown. All right. Give me the crown. Now mine, mine, Breaking Bad. House of Cards, uh, Breaking Bad, House of Cards, Master of None, Orange is the New Black, Last Chance You, Love is Blind, and BoJack Horseman. I dominated this thing. Dominated. dominated. All of your, the best case for you, you got Breaking Bad. Good pick, but that was your top overall pick. Everything other, every other pick of yours sucks. It seriously sucks. What are you talking and- about? Master of None is great. See, that's the problem with you. You're just not smart enough to understand the humor. You of can't my take shows. the joke that I used against you and then use it against me thirty <laughs> minutes later. That's my joke that I use. If you're trying to make an educated I was smart joke, enough to use and you it. use my joke, that is the problem. And just for the record here, <laughs> and, and fans, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Um we want to know what you think, who won. Sam, our great producer here, says Tuna wins. I win. I win. I win. So already the returns are Terrible coming producer. in. And I am once again walking away with a victory, just like I did in the actual mock drafts by taking Patrick Queen this year. I'm back on top. <laughs> Another victory for me. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what people say. We'll see what people say. Anyway, enjoy your 4th of July, everybody. Uh, social distance. Wear your mask. I did find out it, it's hard to drink a beer while you're wearing a mask. Yeah, they, you, like, you, you just you found, get like a little. You're you're calling me dumb, and you said you just figured this out. Well, dude, I told <laughs> what did you, you think I was going to be the case? I don't. I don't. <laughs> Man, I never would have expected. Go it. anywhere. <laughs> I don't. You, they need like a, like a, a straw. A thing straw on the mask. A straw would work. I was kind of thinking like the bottle screws into the mask, <laughs> so you could just lean your head back and chug it. What do you think of that idea? Uh, I don't know how I feel about that idea. I'm like, I, I think <laughs> I, I'm not sure that that's a great idea. Um, um, anyway, enjoy it. Drink some beers. If you see any pumpkin beers, 
Have those too. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll be back with we'll be back with you next week, and we're setting up the international lounge episode. So get ready.